0: there. Do you love Kindling Conversation? Make your voice heard and vote for it at the Australian Podcast Awards. Head to kindling.com.au slash vote. But do it soon, because voting closes April 1st. Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you, and on with the show. Raising kids can be emotional, fun, and and frustrating all at once. And there's nothing quite like having a good laugh at some of the more challenging parts of family life enter the Holderness family. Recently, Kindling posted a parody music video. It was called Slime After Slime. And so started my obsession with all things Holderness. Based in North Carolina in the United States, in December 2013, don't ask me why it's taken us this long, but in December 2013 the family of four posted a video dancing in their pyjamas for Christmas and it became a viral hit. Now they have over 1 million and Facebook followers, over 250,000 YouTube subscribers, and many, many music videos taking the Mickey out of family life. Pen Holderness, the dad, is on the phone now. Hi, Pen, how are you?
1: Hi, Siobhan, it is an honour to be talking to you.
0: I know that you and your wife, Kim, both worked in the media before you became this internet sensation. Um, But it seems like it was in in news, both of you. Have you got a musical or comedy background as well?
1: Um, Well, I watch a lot of comedies. They're very funny. Um, I'm not as funny as the comedies that I watch. Um, (laughs) So Kim's musical background is she was a competitive dancer. And I don't know if you could tell that she's very graceful and very um, uh, effortless in the way that she moves. Um, My musical background... Let's see. I was in a uh, boys' choir in sixth grade. <laughs> I was. I took piano. I was. I was in a boys' choir. I was in uh, the show choir in my high school um, before it was cool. So like they have Glee <laughs> out now and Pitch Perfect. I was in an a cappella group before Pitch Perfect <laughs> and uh, before it was cool. Um, and I also took piano for a couple of years. And actually, discovered when I was taking piano that I have. a a fairly strong ear training like phenomenon where I can hear, you know, once I learn the theory, I can hear a song and recreate it pretty quickly um, without really having to think about it. And that's, I've been told that's a a gift and I'm very grateful for it now because when you're trying to write music, you have to imagine the songs in your head. And I feel like that's happening to me, I guess a a lot of the time. Uh, But, but no, like if you put me in a room next to sting um, I, would, <laughs> I would be shamed
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other thing is the lyrics So I know writing for TV or radio Or even for the web is one thing But your lyrics are so on the money In terms of rhythm and rhyme And, you know, you've written raps That fit perfectly with Eminem parodies Where does that come from?
1: Okay, so I the first concert I went to and I'm going to date myself here. Was I went to the I went to a Run DMC, Beastie Boys, Houdini rap concert when I was in seventh grade, <laughs> um, and it was like an hour drive. My dad drove me an hour to go watch a rap concert in seventh grade, and I was I I went from liking, you know, really bad '80s music, which is what most '80s music was, to just becoming obsessed with rap. I just am. I, I've been a rap fan for. My the better part of my entire life. And I think part of it is just because of the way that uh, rap is structured. Um, it, it makes sense to me more than a like a Grateful Dead guitar solo, and it's more appealing to me a Grateful <laughs> Dead guitar solo.
0: Well, the, the the themes of your videos are so on the money. It feels like it crosses all cultural boundaries to families all around the world. Can you talk to me about how you sometimes bring in your Facebook followers to contribute ideas, as well as the stuff that you get from your own family?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, really all that we do, if, if someone asks me what my elevator speech is for what I do for a living, I say I, I watch what's going on in my house and I make it rhyme. That's the <laughs> yeah. most basic way to answer what my job is. And I use whatever musical skills I've either learned or was blessed with. You know, my, my wife is incredibly observant. And she picks up on things that are going on. And we, what we do is we try to find things that uh, are both relatable to anybody who would watch and also kind of funny and and specific enough that when people watch it, they feel like we've got a security camera in their house and are spying on them. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and that's we get that comment a lot, like, get out of my living room. Like, what? how do you know this is happening? The truth is that when you become a parent, you join – A fraternity where you feel isolated and alone um, because of what it is to be a parent but really there are billions of people going through the same thing and so it was great when when Facebook started their live platform and how you know how much they really um, try to encourage comments and shares we started realizing that our Facebook community not only was feeling what we were feeling but also had incredibly unique and hilarious stories of their own and want they want us to use that and we have been using it um particularly through facebook live getting like comments about video and turning it around in 24 hours because they give us so much stuff all i have to do is go upstairs and press record on my computer and an hour later i've got something fantastic
0: one of the nicest things I think about your videos they're funny and um, they're touching all those things but I love when you include the videos from your Facebook followers at the end of your videos it feels like that's not something that happens a lot I mean did that come to you straight away
1: I'm trying to think the first example of that was it must have been a holiday video Uh, I think it may have been a Thanksgiving video and um Honestly, we we put a quick little iPhone shot on our Facebook page and said, "Hey, we're going to be dancing and acting ridiculous again. If anybody wants to join us, that would be great." And I know that's asking a lot because you have to get your family together, you have to press record, you have to send it to us via email, and you have to tell us where you're from. And you know, whatever. Let's let's see if this works. And we got we had 1,500 submissions from all over the world, and. uh you know, <laughs> we can edit one of our music videos in a couple of hours. It probably took us nine or ten hours that first night to go through all the videos and get them into our um, into our final piece, but it was like the eight or nine best hours that we've ever spent because we have never felt so connected to these people by seeing it. And so anytime we get those user submission things, our family gets really excited, and we stop what we're doing, and we make like an evening out of it, or... weekend out of it and we watch all these incredibly creative people And it also just kind of reinforces the fact that I think that anybody, really anybody could do what we do.
0: (laughs) No, I don't think so. (laughs) You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Penn Holderness from the Holderness family. They're an internet sensation, if I can use that overused word, but they're very popular and I highly encourage you to check out their website, their YouTube channel and their Facebook page are full of parodies, music parodies of family life. Um, so what happens, Penn, when you become this popular on the Internet? I know you were a TV anchor before this. Are you actually better known now?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I'm, laughs> yes. Um, uh, I mean, the the anchor thing was great. Um, I think, you know, like you, if, when you're a news anchor, you walk into like the police department and everybody knows you. And that's <laughs> not terribly fun um it's it's great uh for, for and also it's great so for us you know everyone has a niche it's particularly on the internet there's not a lot of people who everyone watches on the internet mm. so you think about our videos our videos are geared toward families of children who are not necessarily i mean who are families with children and, and generally speaking people who live with their children a lot of times moms really are kind of like the main contributors when it comes to you know, comments and content when we're asking for help. And so, when we go to, like, Disney World,
0: <laughs> um,
1: that, it's, that's a, that's, that's a big kind of, we know you guys. Um, when we go to a family, like, ski resort where, you know, or go to or a bowling alley or, or, you know, a place, you know, a movie theater for a um, Moana, uh, it, it, the, the, the frequency kind of goes up. We could go through Manhattan beach in LA and we'd be like ghosts in that town. No, Like the, like the super trendy hip parts of America don't want, don't really need anything to do with us. That's fine. <laughs> um, but, but on the balance, it's been very interesting. Like we we've been out of the country several times and have had a lot of people come up and speak to us and that's just unbelievable. And we're, we're, Blessed by every conversation. 99.9% positive.
0: Kim did mention in an article, I can't remember where I read it, but she was talking about how surprising your kind of instant success online was. I mean, when I say instant, I mean, I know you guys were working hard before that. You did the the Christmas jammies video. But one of the things I noticed was she was saying it was a bit unexpected in terms of how popular, how quickly it all happened, and that you were still trying to work out where your kids fit in that space, because, you know, there is that question as an adult, how much do you put your kids forward in on the internet, in photos on Facebook, and the kids are such a big part of the video. How have you guys managed that as a family?
1: Um. Honestly, so you mentioned 2013. I can't believe it was five years ago. You said 2013, and I had to look at my like calendar. I'm like, really? Has it been five years? <laughs> I, I feel like it's really flown by. And I'll be honest with you, um, it has gotten easier, not harder. And I don't think it's because uh, I don't think it's because we've adjusted. I think it's because the world has adjusted. Um, when we, I think if you go back and think about 2013 or even five years ago in the world of social media and YouTube, I think like bad comments, trolls, like cyberbullying, that was, that was more of a thing five years ago. It is not tolerated nearly as much now as it was five years ago, in my opinion. Um, I, I think that the world has been very polite to us and other people like us. Uh, in that they have become more accepting of creators. And creators, that's the term for just people who kind of get a camera and upload on the Internet. But to answer your, the first part of your question, it was really scary at first. Uh, we, like, we realized, okay, we're going we're gonna to be able to make a living out of this. We have these kids. They are in this very crucial point of their lives. And the last thing that we want to do is harm them or make them feel uncomfortable. And so we had a very early rule uh, with our videos that if they did not want to be part of it, they did not have to be part of it. If they wanted to take one of the videos down that made them feel uncomfortable, they could take the video down. They were the bosses. When it came to the production of this of the videos, you know, we, we make these kind of, they look sort of like high-end music videos. But if you look at our kids, they come in and like our work may be 12 to 15 hours, and their work is going to be 12 to 15 minutes. We, we bring them in and we, and we get them back out. We treat them like George Clooney. We like, bite, <laughs> like bite them with a stunt double or a broom or whatever. We focus the camera on it. They, they come in and they do something very quickly. And so th- that's the way that we are dealing with it. Now, I am still terrified that I'm going to screw up my kids. Um, and the one really um, affirming thing that I've heard when I say that is that everybody else feels that way too.
0: Yes, that's true. Well, Penn, it has been such fun speaking with you today. Thank you for chatting with us.
1: Thank you. I'm glad. Right on.
0: That's Penn Holderness from the Holderness family, and we will have links up online if you'd like to check out some of their videos. Hey there. Do you love Kindling Conversation? Make your voice heard and vote for it at the Australian Podcast Awards. Head to kindling.com.au slash vote. But do it soon, because voting closes April 1st.